Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have a couple of callers so far this evening who've joined us, and and uh, looks like we've got another one that's just called in. So um, looks like, Linda, you just called in? Yes, I did. Hi there. I'm going to put you on mute, and then I'll come back to you in a little bit. So, but you'll be Thank able you, to Julie. hear. Okay. okay. Thanks. I'll come back. Okay. So, uh, what I'm going to do is we're, we'll take calls from people who take the time to call in. I love it when you call in because I love talking with you. And then also, I've had several people that have submitted questions online, and I'll get to some of those too as time allows. And those are always interesting as well, the ones that are submitted from my website, AskJulieRyan.com. So here we go. I believe our first caller is Vicki. Hi, Vicki, are you with us? I'm here. Hi there. How are you? Hi. I'm good, thanks. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from central Pennsylvania. Okay, terrific. And you called in last week, too, didn't you, or recently? I, I did. Yeah, I did, about my dogs. Yeah. Right. How are they? Yeah. Well, I took my one dog to have two teeth pulled, and then it ended up being five. Oh, and And, uh, yeah, but the vet discovered she has some kind of bone loss uh, around her, uh, around the, in the, oh, in the gums, there's, you know, she looked, there were like pockets, she said. Huh, so she was able to inject something that would help to um, have the bone grow. Huh. And, um, yeah, it's really kind of bizarre. But I guess maybe having those two teeth, well, I ended up being five, she was able to discover that. She says it's, it, she thinks it's a genetic thing. So I don't huh. know. Yeah, well, Vicki, so. give, give everybody who's joined us this evening a little brief overview of what we discussed last week and what was going okay. on. Okay. Yeah, I, disco- I discovered that my dog had two um, um, cracked, um, they're called premolars. And um, I was asking you if, you know, I should have them, go ahead and have them removed. And you said yes, so I did. And then uh-huh. my other dog, I asked about his arthritis. Uh-huh. So, and then I asked about my ankle, which is much better now. I went to the chiropractor. Good, good. So, Terrific. Yeah. That's what I was getting, okay. that you needed to go to the chiropractor. Well, did you have another right. question for us this evening? 
I have actually two. Um, okay. I have I have a skin condition called lichen planus, and it it uh, popped up about two a year and a half ago, and um, it's these red um, bumps, like rashy bumps, that are um, very itchy. But I also had it in my mouth. Um, my gums were, my mouth was dry and my gums had red streaks on them. And actually it was my dentist who identified it. And um, so in any case, I was told that this is a um, autoimmune disorder. And according to Anthony Williams, uh-huh. The body, there, there is no autoimmune. The body doesn't attack itself. It's uh-huh. like a virus. So my question to you is, is it Epstein-Barr? Let me get you on my radar and I'll find out. Um, I tend okay. to, Anthony Williams, is a, he's a medical intuitive as well, who really seems to focus on diet a lot, I would say, wouldn't you? Right. He's he's yeah. very involved and and I I agree with him. I think it I think there are always other uh, reasons why we have to, symptoms and it's not just an uh, an autoimmune thing. I think that's kind of a catch all when the doctors don't know what it is and they don't know right. what's causing it. Right, I think so it. too. So, yeah, I think so too. So, what I'm going to do, Vicky, is I'm going to get you on my radar and to First-time listeners, what that means is I raise my vibration to the level of spirit. When we're in human form, when we're in physical form, the body has mass. So we vibrate, when our spirit's in our body, we vibrate at a slower rate simply because the body has mass. So what I do is I raise my energy level to the level of spirit, and it allows me to communicate with people anywhere in the world, both alive and to communicate with the deceased as well, their spirits. And uh, it also allows me to connect with someone anywhere in the world. And then what I'm going to do with Vicki is I'm going to see a laser beam that goes from my body here in Alabama, and it will connect to her in Pennsylvania. It takes just a second for all that to happen. And then I'm going to shoot energy from her feet up through the top of her head, and it's almost as if I'm looking at an X-ray or a CT scan or an MRI. And it it's, I tell people, it's like I have a big screen TV in my head. You know, my eyes are closed and I'm, and I'm looking at a, a scan of her. By the way, I turn this on and off at will. I don't go around scanning people because, number mm-hmm. one, I don't think it's ethical to do that. Number two, it's none of my darn business. And number three, I don't really want to know. Vicki, can you imagine if I was in a crowd of people and I was getting information on everybody in the crowd? That would be overwhelming, right. Mm-hmm. So, so here we go. What I'm going to do is hook into you. And um, so there's a laser beam going from my body here in Alabama. It's heading up to you in Pennsylvania. Got you. Okay, I'm shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. How old are you, Vicki? Uh, 66. Okay. And... Are you on any kind of hormones at all, like bioidentical hormones or I was, um, I was. postmenopausal hormones? I was on the, the bioidentical bio, bio hormone, the cream. Okay. And you but stopped? I, I since, yeah, I since stopped. Because 
you stopped because why? Oh, um, because it was very pricey. Okay. And and uh, my um, gynecologist didn't think that they worked. Okay. So and I didn't feel I didn't feel any different. Okay. When I was using them. What your energy field looks like to me, and uh, I see this when I see postmenopausal or menopausal women who need hormones. It you look like a raisin to me. You know how raisins kind of crinkly. Have you ever made mm-hmm. oatmeal raisin cookies where you have to soak raisins, or or if you use mm-hmm. dried cranberries, you soak them in hot water first to plump them off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if if I shoot energetic estrogen into you, you look great. Your energy field just plumps right up. So that's just what it looks like to me when somebody needs hormones. My mm-hmm. suggestion are two, I have two suggestions for you. Number one, when you were telling me about this skin condition, Vicki, I was getting you need to eat more good fat, way more mm-hmm. olive oil, way more coconut oil, eat avocados, eat um, grass-fed. If you can tolerate dairy, grass-fed butter, you know, be sure that it's organic or grass-fed, all the stuff that you eat. Mm-hmm. But you need to weigh increase, increase by a, a lot the amount of good fats that you're getting and your skin condition, I believe, will clear up with that. I also think mm-hmm. that you could benefit greatly from bioidentical hormones. And you can get them through a prescription. I know there's a patch. I don't use that. I use the cream, but they are expensive. I I understand that. But I know the patch uh, is accepted by a lot of insurance companies. So check into that. But to find Mm. a doctor. I don't think Medicare. (laughs) Well, I I think you'd be surprised. I'm not sure. Yeah, oh, you okay. check it check it out. But a couple of things I would suggest. The first one are a couple of websites. Do you have a pen by any chance? Um, I do. Uh, where okay. is it? Uh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go to uh, a couple of websites. The first one is a the letter a the number four uh-huh. m as in mary.com, a4m.com. That stands for the um, uh, American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. Okay. And you can put in your zip code there, and you can find a doctor in your area who specializes in hormone replacement and Mm anti-aging medicine. The other Mm -hmm. source I would suggest is functionalmedicine.org. And... that's going to be a place where, again, you can put in your zip code and find a functional medicine doctor there where you are in central Pennsylvania who can help you not only with hormones, but also what functional medicine doctors do, they're MDs or Mm -hmm. osteopaths. And what they're going to do is they're going to reverse engineer your symptoms. So they're going to say, okay, you've got this rash, let's figure out what's causing the rash, let's fix the cause, and then we're going to take care of the symptoms. It's not just going to treat the symptoms. They're not just going to treat the symptoms. They're going to figure out what's going on. So Mm. I would suggest looking at both of those sites and seeing if you can find somebody in the Mm -hmm. area, in your area, who will work with you. I'm not surprised that your gynecologist said they didn't 
believe, he or she didn't believe that the hormones work because most gynecologists are not schooled in this. And if they're recommending right. hormones, they're recommending the pharmaceutical hormones, which... Right, the, the trimmer, the which I don't want to take. You don't want to take that. The difference between no. that and bioidentical is bioidentical is the exact same molecular composition as what the body manufactures when we're fertile. The pharmaceutical mm-hmm. hormones have extra molecules added to their formulas so that they can patent the formulas because that's mm-hmm. how they make their profits, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's a business, mm-hmm. but that's, that's what all the research that's negative about hormones, it's, it's all been done with the, the pharmaceutical hormones that have a different molecular composition. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would explore that some more. Okay. All right. And, and my helps. second, my second question is, um, my doctor detected a hernia. Okay. And it's he says he doesn't he doesn't think it's very big. I'm going to go see a surgeon next week. But my question is, do I really need to have surgery on it? Well, let me see. Now that you're plumped up, I'll be able to see you better. <laughs> you got a <laughs> shot of this. Of, Energetic estrogen here just a minute ago. Oh, uh, great. Yeah. So so when I scan somebody, Vicki, there's always three phases. First phase is diagnosis. That was, you know, the that I could see that you needed hormones. The second was there's always some kind of a healing that occurs 100% mm-hmm. of the time, some kind of an energetic healing that I watch occur. In your case, it was mm-hmm. an injection of estrogen. Oh, um, that's great. Energetic estrogen. So you'd probably be running around the house acting like a wild girl here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see this hernia. All right, I can see it. So it's near your belly button? I'm seeing well, one that's like on the lower part of your belly button is where I'm seeing one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you probably need to get it fixed. I'm getting that it's in your best interest to get it fixed. Mm. That's not what okay. you want to hear, I know, but the, no, the other... but I am concerned of strangulation. You know what they when the bowel gets strangulated, right? And that's that's very a uh, serious thing. So, yeah. But, well, um, I think it's not going to be a big deal to fix it, and I'm mm-hmm. getting it is in your best interest. And and you can ask yourself questions when you're with the doctor about this, or in your head, or about anything, mm-hmm. and. How you do it, Vicki, is you just ask in your own mind, is it in my best interest too? And then you finish the sentence. Mm-hmm. So is it in Vicki's best interest to have surgery to repair her hernia? I'm getting a yes before the question's even all the way asked. Okay. So when you so, do it yourself, it's the first thing that comes in your head as soon as you can snap. It's like as fast as you can snap your fingers. If you think about it for more than a second or two, that's your brain answering you. Uh-huh. Okay. So when you raise your energy to spirit, uh, mm-hmm. is that your spirit guide or? Um, no, it's I me. Kind of... It's me. We are all... We're all spirits. That's the part of us that's eternal. And that's the part that incarnates into a human body to have the human experience. So when we die, our spirit leaves and goes back into non-physical, even though our body stays here on earth and decomposes. Mm -hmm. I understand that. 
I thought yeah. maybe you were you were like connecting with a spirit guide or something, but I no, it's not that. No, I, I connected with your spirit in your body, and that's what oh, I see. Okay. That's the scan, and so. If somebody is deceased, I connect with their spirit who's deceased. If somebody is alive, I connect with their spirit that's inside of their body. But when we ask a question and we preface mm-hmm. the question with, is it in my best interest too, or is it in so-and-so's best interest too, then we're asking God, spirit, guys, angels, the universe, you know, the whole group, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like to do that, Vicki, is because... Things that are in the future are probable, but they're never certain. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've had situations in your life where you think something's going to turn out a certain way, and it does, Mm -hmm. but you don't Mm -hmm. get to the outcome the same way you envisioned it. Mm -hmm. Right? So when Mm -hmm. we ask, is it in our best interest, too, and you can ask a multiple choice question, you can ask a yes, no question, you can ask it on somebody else's behalf, you know, is it in mm-hmm. my dog, what's your dog's name? What's your Max? Max, Max that's right. Mm-hmm. Max, that's right. Is it in Max's best interest, too? And then it's the first thing that pops into your head. But spirits are really literal, remember that, so you've got to refine the question and make it as tight as you can get it. Ask it a bunch okay. of different ways to get the right answer. Okay. okay? So okay. good luck with All your right. good luck with your surgeon appointment. Pay attention to how you feel in there. If okay. if you feel comfortable, fine. If you don't, oh. that's a red flag. Here's a question. This is important. If I ought to have the surgery, should mm-hmm. I have it in the town in which I live? Okay, so change that question. Is it in my best interest? Because should, whose opinion is should, right? So is it in my best, is it in Vicki's best interest to have the surgery in the town in which she lives? I'm not really getting an answer on that. Mm. What's okay. the hospital? It's a local there, hospital. It's okay, is the, it the only one in city. town? Okay. Uh, in, in the city, yes. Yeah. Yes, I live in a small city, so it's in the city. Okay. Well, I would be more concerned about the doctor. You've got to feel really comfortable with the surgeon. Do you feel comfortable well, with the our surgeon? Hospital, our hospital has had a, um, um, a reputation. Now, my, my doctor, my family doctor, says he hasn't heard this, but I heard my, the hospital has a reputation of uh, having a lot of MRSA cases. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Well, check all that out. Good luck. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. That MRSA thing is tough. The other other, uh, bacterial infection that I'm hearing a lot, I know two people that have gotten C. diff, and that's a bacteria that they've gotten when they were in the hospital. And it's nasty stuff. So you've got to be really uh, cognizant of making sure everybody's washing their hands. And, you know, it's just uh, those are tough bugs to deal with. But hopefully Vicki will be okay when she goes in for her hernia repair. All right. I believe our next caller is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Are you with us? I am. Hi, Julie. Hi, girl. How are you? 
I'm doing pretty good. Terrific. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Cincinnati, Ohio with my cat, Katie. Katie the cat, our movie star. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? Well, um, last I, I have a follow-up to last week. Um, I Last week we had talked about, I told you that I've been feeling really, really poorly and that I thought that it had been a Epstein-Barr flare-up, and I think you concurred with that, if I remember correctly. That's mm-hmm. what you saw, too. Well, I've had another week that's been not as bad as last week, but almost, and mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm a, my read on it is that it's still Epstein-Barr. Am I accurate about that? I don't know. Let me get you on my radar, and I'll see. Okay, laser beam going from me here in Alabama in Birmingham heading up. 65 to 71, I know that route because I go, <laughs> that's how I drive to Columbus, which is where my family lives, where I grew up. Okay, got you on my radar. You look really inflamed, girl. What have you been doing? Holy moly. I look inflamed, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, really inflamed. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I know I've, I have felt extremely exhausted, and I have not felt well, and I... Uh, I've had a lot of um, neurological pain again, which for me typically tends to be more of an Epstein-Barr kind of thing than anything else. Um, So, yeah, I guess I have had. It's just been in the form of nerve pain. And for me, I process nerve pain. Nerve pain is like a whole other level of pain for me. And And I've had a lot of pain in my left lower abdomen that's been like that, too, that keeps me awake at night. And usually I can sleep, so not sleeping well is not really helping either. All right. What I did, Kathy, while you were talking was I applied anti inflammatory energy to your body. Now, inflammation, everybody, looks to me like red fog. And fog, like the fog that comes out of a um, machine that produces fog that athletes run through when they're going onto the football field or onto a basketball court. It's dry. It, it doesn't have any moisture to it, like fog when you're outside and it's foggy outside. So what I do is I apply anti-inflammatory energy to the red energy, and it's kind of a royal blue color. It looks like royal blue fog. Is this what this stuff really looks like? I have no clue. It's just what it looks like to me so that I can identify what it is. So when I applied that to your energy field, Kathy, I saw, and I didn't see this last week, but I saw it this week. Epstein Barr, you, you got a big old flare up going on. Looks like a bunch of little paramecium's. <laughs> Do you remember being in science class in high school or perhaps college where you're looking at a microscope at a slide under a microscope and you can see a bunch of little paramecium looking shapes that are throughout your body. Yeah. That's what your energy field looks like right now. So what I'm watching happen is I'm watching this really intense light reminds me of the light that's put on uh, neonates, babies that are preemies in a neonatal intensive care. The Billy Rubin light is what it's called when they're jaundiced. So there's there's this really strong energy that's being applied and it's killing off all these bugs, all these little paramecium looking critters. And, um, and so now I'm watching those get removed. They're getting sucked out. And now there's more energy that's coming from your feet up through the top of your head. So this would be the healing part. Uh, 
Okay, let's cut to the chase. What can Kathy do to help calm down this flare-up of Epstein-Barr? I'm getting rest. And this sounds so simplistic. Rest and drink water with fresh lemon squeezed in it. And I have no idea what that has to do with anything. Well, you know, it's funny because um, your previous caller there, Vicki, was talking about Anthony William, and I've been following his stuff. And and I went right before the call or while you were coming on, that's what I was drinking. But I've been drinking a lot of lime and a lot of lemon in water um, and eating a lot of foods that he recommends to help clear viruses. So I've wondered if I'm kind of bringing on a bit of a healing crisis. Well, no, I, I'm getting, don't use limes, use lemons. Don't, how are you using a lemon? Are you putting lemon slices in the water? Are you, what no. are you doing? No, okay. I, I remember you've talked to, to uh, you mentioned that before when I've been on a call. So I, I squeeze it in, but I don't put the, the, the actual. Good girl. Lime. Okay. Yeah. Organic lemons. Everybody never, ever, ever put a slice of lemon into your water or your tea, whether at home or out in a restaurant. Never, because there's all kinds of yeast that's on the peel of the lemon. So when you do that, you're just drinking a yeast cocktail. So squeeze the lemon into your drink and then discard the lemon and the peel. Never put it in a drink, ever. So I'm getting used water with lemon, not lime, Okay. And rest. The interesting thing, though, Kathy, is normally when I see a viral infection, so this is different. Normally when I see a viral infection, it looks like this brown liquidy stuff, kind of like um, brown, almost re- like really thin beef broth, a really light yeah. color of brown. And yeah. I'm not seeing that with you. I'm seeing these other bugs. So you've got, you've got a pretty good case of that. So... Uh, I would try that and see if that happens. I know that sounds simplistic, but I would eat whole foods and rest and just drink tons of water with lemon. Maybe I'm getting the water with lemon because it's going to help flush out all those dead little critters that just got zapped with extra strong energy. Okay. Maybe that's it. So, okay. Okay. Well, okay. good luck with that. I hope you feel better. Thanks. Can can I ask a real quick follow up from last week on sure. on Katie's pro, prebiotic? We had sure. talked about prebiotic for her, and we had I had found two types, and we you had said the MOS instead of the FOS. So I found the only product I could or, that I could find online, and I ordered it, and it came. And I'm pretty clear. I'm pretty certain it's not what something I want to give her it's not I thought it would be um pharmaceutical grade and it's like livestock grade and it's made with crap so it's like well okay so this I don't think I mean tell me some tell me where I'm wrong yeah, you're I'm in, off on that no your intuition's right on target I'm getting a no on that too so I would check with the vet and see if they have one that they can maybe write a prescription for or suggest and see where you go from there. Okay. So, and that, I, I guess that was, well, my, also my question is she does look like she still would benefit from a prebiotic. Cause she is, she is doing a little bit better than she was last week when I called. 
All right. So you know the question. Is it in Katie the cat's best interest to take the MOS prebiotic? Is it in Katie the cat's best interest to take the prebiotic that Kathy got online? I'm getting a no on that. Is it in Katie the cat's best interest to take an MOS prebiotic? I'm getting a yes before the question's even out. Can you get it on Amazon or someplace like that? Where do you get it? I cannot find the MOS um, uh, that I can order. Now, there are, and I can't find just prebiotics. They do make probiotics that have prebiotic in it also. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can't tell from the information that's offered if it is the MOS or the FOS. So I would have to do do some research, which I can continue to do. You know, for sure. I think you need to check with your vet. Okay. I would yeah, check with your I, vet I, on that. Kind of, I, I hope that will be helpful. They, they, they tend to not be. <laughs> okay. They tend I would, to not be, I would not be always that that uh, up on things. And so. she's looking way better. Everybody, when I first scanned Katie the cat, what? a couple months ago, three months ago, something like that, Kathy? Yeah, yeah, about that one. She looked like a cat that had been electrocuted. Uh, Talk about Sweet Home Alabama, the movie. There's a cat that was in a bombing or something that is throughout the movie. It's a comedy, (laughs) like a rom-com. And and I sent Kathy, after we did our private consult, I sent her a picture of this cat, and, and it was just scrawny and missing most of its hair and all of that, but she's looking way better. So I think she's very much on the mend. Yes, yeah, so I think, I mean, I can tell, even though it's not a lot of improvement, I can tell improvement even in the last week. So Great. Terrific. Uh, okay. Well, thanks for calling in this evening. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, it. Julie. Okay. Take care. Hope you feel better. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. Okay, we do this show, everybody, every Thursday night, and uh, we do it at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. You can find it a bunch of different places. I'm making it easy for you to call in to join us. The first place you can find it is on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. If you scroll down to the homepage, the bottom of the homepage, you'll see it. Second place you can find it is if you download this podcast on your phone, uh, under the description of the podcast, at the bottom of the description, are these call-in numbers and these times. So you can find it there as well. And then the third place you can find it is I send out a newsletter every week that's a blog of a question that somebody has submitted online. 
and I answer it. And in the body of the email has this call-in information. So those are three easy places to find the call-in information. While you're on my website, sign up for the newsletter, and, uh, and then you'll get that on Thursday mornings. And also while you're there, schedule an appointment with me, because then I get to talk with you about whatever you want, and I get you for a whole hour, which is really fun for me. I love doing that. So again, AskJulieRyan.com. You can check that out. All right. Let's go to a question that has been submitted online. The first one comes from Jack, and Jack lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And Jack said, Hi, Julie. A couple of weeks ago, I went to the emergency room with chest pains. In order to learn if I had any blockages, a heart catheterization was performed. My arteries were clear, and I was sent home early the next day. Yesterday, I went for my follow-up visit with the cardiologist. The entry point for the heart cath procedure, and he has in parentheses my groin, was still very bruised, swollen, and painful, and I was told there may be a problem. I was immediately sent to the hospital for an ultrasound. The ultrasound showed an aneurysm in my artery where the heart catheter was inserted. Can you please scan me to see what's going on? Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Jack. Wow, you've been through a lot in a short period of time. In order to learn more about the cause of your symptoms, I energetically connected to you and got you on my radar. When I say I get somebody on my radar, that means once I've connected with them, as I've described with Kathy and with Vicki, there's a laser beam that goes from my body and it goes directionally to wherever the person I'm scanning is. And then I shoot energy from their feet up through the top of their head. And that's when I see a picture in my mind's eye of what's going on. It's like I'm looking at a CT scan or an MRI or an X-ray. Okay, I go back to see, say... I can see in my mind's eye the aneurysm coming out of the clot that has formed in your femoral artery in the groin area where the catheter was inserted. It resembles a blister filled with blood. It's called a pseudoaneurysm. The Mayo Clinic website says a pseudoaneurysm, sometimes called a false aneurysm, occurs when a blood vessel wall is injured and the blood is contained by the surrounding tissues. It goes on to say a pseudoaneurysm can result from cardiac catheterization if blood leaks and pools outside of your femoral artery where it was punctured when the catheter was inserted. This is what happened to you. While scanning you, I saw an energetic healing occur that involved a couple of techniques currently used in hospitals to treat aneurysms. First, I watched a long needle be inserted and a coagulant substance injected into the pseudoaneurysm. The needle that I saw is a needle that would be used in anesthesia procedures, and it is a long needle. And it, you would imagine it's got to be long to, you know, go in through the skin and get down into where the, that artery is. When that was injected, it solidified the bubble that was filled with blood. Next, I watched a graft get placed inside your artery to strengthen its outer walls. Arterial grafts look like a small tube made of fabric. Now, I, in my career in, the, in surgery as an inventor of surgical devices, I was in several um, aortic aneurysm 
surgeries where there's this, it looks like you've got the artery and then there's this big bubble filled with blood that's bulging out of the artery. And if that thing ruptures, you're screwed. It's going to kill you in less than a minute. So what they do is they go in and they repair that artery and they put this graph in and it's just, look, imagine a tube and it's made out of polyester, and normally it has some kind of a collagen coating or something on it, and they sew that into the artery so that it strengthens the wall so that the blood doesn't seep out and doesn't um, cause problems and cause these big bubbles, these aneurysms to form. I went on to say, at this moment in time, I get in quotes, that means in my head, this is the information I'm receiving, I get your doctor will most likely inject a substance into the pseudoaneurysm to get it to clot. This will be done by an interventional radiologist who will use ultrasound technology to locate the pseudoaneurysm. I believe this procedure will be successful. I also get you won't need surgery and that you'll make a full recovery. Hope all goes well and hope you're feeling better soon. So that's tough for Jack to go go to the emergency room thinking he's having a heart attack have to have a heart cath, and then he's got this other secondary problem that resulted from it. The good news with him, though, was it sounded like everything was okay when he had the heart cath, and it, his arteries are clear. So good luck, Jack. I hope, you, I hope that goes smoothly for you. Okay, next, I got a note from Leslie, and Leslie lives in Northridge, California. And she asked, hi, Julie, my name is Leslie. I'm 24 years old, and I live in the San Fernando Valley. On February 28th of 2016, I was diagnosed with gallstones. My surgery was in June, and my surgeon could not remove any stones or my gallbladder because it was too compacted. I don't know what that means. I've never heard of that, but this is what she's telling me. She goes on to say, for the past year, I keep having the same symptoms. Pain every day, even morphine at the hospitals became useless. I would like to talk in more detail if you're willing. I'm in, and this is all in in capitals, everybody. She wrote, I'm in a lot of pain. Please help with lots of exclamation points. So here's my response. Hi, Leslie. So sorry to hear you're in pain. Once I connected to you, I could see your whole stomach area was extremely inflamed. Again, that's that red energy that I see that looks like red fog. So I know that's inflammation. After applying anti-inflammatory energy, that's that blue energy again I was talking about, I could see, so that gets the red removed so I can see what's underneath all that inflammation and see what's going on. So I went on to say, I could see a huge gallstone pushing on your stomach. It's the size of a baseball and looks like a big round rock. During the healing portion of my scan, I watched the gallstone get pulverized into dust and then watched the dust get sucked out of your abdominal area. Then I watched iridescent energy fill your whole abdominal cavity. I refer to this energy as grace. So imagine clear fog. You can tell that it's still energy. I can tell that it's it's kind of has a foggy consistency to it, but it's sparkly. It has it has sparkles in it. It's really cool to see. And I call that grace because I see it when for instance when somebody's dying if the family's praying around the dying person, I can see this energy fill the room. It's got these sparkles in it. It's amazing. So 
good Catholic girl that I am, they would call that grace in the Catholic schools that I was educated in. So that's just what I call it. Okay. I go on to say the energy healing I do complements Western medicine as we know it. I believe at times both are needed, and you're an example of that. I suggest you find a new doctor. I believe there's a good chance you'll need surgery to remove this stone. Since Northridge Hospital Medical Center is probably the closest hospital to you, and she said she was from Northridge, California. Now, the reason I know what hospitals are around her is because in my 20s, I moved to L.A., I think it was 24, and I called on all the hospitals in L.A. County. And at that time, there were, I don't know, over 200 of them. So I know L.A. If somebody tells me a part of L.A., I can immediately tell you what hospital is close by, which came in handy in this case with Leslie. So I said, since Northridge Hospital Medical Center is probably the closest hospital to you, I, go on, I would go on their website to see what general surgeons have privileges there. Then I'd call the operating room and ask to speak to one of the OR nurses or techs. Ask them which general surgeon they'd use if they needed gallbladder surgery. It's a great way of getting a referral from someone who actually knows how well a doctor operates. I have done that my whole life after being in the business for as long as I have. You call an OR and ask to speak to, you know, a nurse or a tech that's close by, and you say, if you were going to have a new hip, if you're going to have hip replacement, or you're going to have gallbladder surgery, or you're going to have a C-section, or you're going to have whatever, who would you go to? And they'll tell you a doctor's name, and you're really getting it from the source at that point. I went on to say, I'd be delighted to talk with you in more detail. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com, click on the Schedule an Appointment button, and pick a date and time. Good luck with finding a new doctor. Hope you feel better soon. So, again, when I scan somebody, and it's a medical scan, there are three phases. First one is diagnosis. Her diagnosis, Leslie's diagnosis was, I see this massive gallstone in her abdominal cavity area. Number two, I watch a healing occur 100% of the time something happens and I just watch it. It's like I'm watching a movie happen. And then the third thing is, and this is what we'll cover, Leslie, if you're listening when we do an individual session, a private session, is there's always some kind of emotional trauma that precedes any kind of a medical condition. And how I, how I can tell if there's been an emotional trauma is that energy field that you hear me talk about, it has a very thin membrane outer lining that covers it. As I perceive it, it has the consistency of saran wrap. And what happens is when we have emotional trauma, it causes an energy block The energy block over time builds up pressure, which causes a blowout in that membrane, if that makes sense to you. So it would be, imagine you get a really big rain, you know, during Katrina, that dam broke, those levees broke in New Orleans because there was so much water and there was so much pressure from the water that the levees didn't hold. It's the same thing that I see with this energy field membrane. Now, that trauma can be something that happens either in this lifetime or in a past lifetime, and it could be something as inconsequentially seeming as somebody called you a bad name when you were in third grade, which to a third grader is traumatic, but to an adult would seem like no big deal, perhaps. Or it can be something really serious, like you were attacked or mugged or, 
or something along those lines. How I find out what the situation is, what caused that energy field membrane tear or hole, is I envision myself diving into that split, that tear, or sometimes it looks like it's just a hole. The blowout so big, it looks like a cannonball is shot through it. And I'm shown some kind of a scene. And the scene can be something from this lifetime where I'm shown where you are, who's with you, how old you are, that kind of stuff, and a little bit of information. Or if it's a past lifetime, I'll be given a date. I'll be given the year. I did a a private consult with somebody earlier this afternoon, and he uh, had a past life experience where he was a warrior, like a tribal warrior in Africa in 700-something A.D., and so then we, I explain what he looked like and what was going on, and then we Google it, and invariably there's information on that. In 700 AD, this was what tribal warrior people looked like. This guy had like a little ornament even pierced in his nose, and we pulled up the picture online, and there it was. It was a riot. So anyways, Leslie, that's what I'm getting for you, girl. I hope you can figure out what's going on, and I hope you're able to find a doctor that will help you. All right, we have time for a couple more questions. This one comes from D.E. from Port Orchard, Washington. And D.E. says, hi, Julie. Do you have any career insights for me? I'm thinking of a web design-related career. Also, do you get anything about my going back to school? Thank you. And here's my response. Hi, D.E. When I got you on my radar, I could see the spirits of a lot of medical professionals surrounding you. There were doctors in their lab coats, nurses with stethoscopes hanging around their necks, and what looked like other hospital support staff. When I asked if it was in your best interest to work in a hospital, I got a yes. When I asked if it was in your best interest to work in a hospital IT department, I also got a yes. And then when I asked if it was in your best interest to go back to school, I got a no. Perhaps this means or this could mean there might be on-the-job training in a hospital IT department waiting for you. It'll be fun to see what unfolds for you. Just focus on what you enjoy, and the path will emerge. Good luck. All right, back to this future stuff. When somebody wants information on spiritual information or guidance on a future event, I will say at this moment in time, this is what I get. It can be different late, two hours from now because there are so many variables that come into play. So when I say a future event is probable but not certain, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I like to ask, as I was telling with Kathy and Vicki earlier, is it in my best interest to, that encompasses God, the universe, all the spirit guides, the angels, everybody, and It encompasses all of the variables that can happen. So let's take DE, for example. Let's say I'm getting that it's in her best interest to work in a hospital. Well, at this moment in time, I'm getting that. But perhaps if she thinks about it in a month, that position in the hospital isn't going to be open. Or she will have thought of something else to do. Or there are a bazillion different things that can happen, including her free will, what she wants to do, other people's free wills, and other circumstances that can arise. So I hope that makes sense for future things. DE, good luck. 
I just thought it was wild that I saw all these medical professionals surrounding you. So maybe you came from a medical professional job. I don't know, but I'd love to hear your response on that. So email me. Let me know. Okay, we've got time for a couple more questions. And this one comes from Stacy, and Stacy lives in Santa Rosa, California. And Stacy asked, Hi, Julie. I get some interesting hip pain and knee pain mostly after I work out. My doctor diagnosed me, but after I ran a half marathon, and she put in parentheses slowly, he disagreed with the diagnosis. And she put in parentheses here, IT band syndrome or hip bursitis or arthritis. So I don't quite get what that means, Stacy. that your doctor diagnosed you and then he changed his diagnosis. Is that what you're saying? So let me know. She went on to say, is there something I can do to make this pain slow down or do I just have to stop running? Thank you for taking the time to read my email and respond. And here's my response. Hi, Stacy. Once I connected with you, I saw your inflamed right hip and applied anti-inflammatory energy so I could get a better look. What I saw was a chip in the head of your femur. That's the ball part of your hip joint. So how the femur works is that's the leg bone, and it has a ball on the top of it, and that goes into the joint that's the hip joint. It's like a socket, like a ball and socket thing, and that's what makes the hip joint. And I saw this big chip out of the top of her femur where the ball part was. The chip's in the 11 o'clock position, and I put in parentheses, I'm facing, as I'm facing you, and is irritating the ligaments in that area. So imagine the face of a clock. I'm facing Stacy. I'm looking at the ball of her femur in her hip joint, and 11 o'clock is in the upper left-hand corner where an 11 would be on the face of a clock. That's where this, this chip is, this bone chip. It's irritating the ligaments in that area. I believe this is what's causing your pain. Did you fall or somehow injure your hip? Looks to me like she fell and there was a bone chip that uh, resulted from a fall. Next, I watched an energetic healing occur. I saw a type of energetic bone putty, and I put in parentheses, looks like gray Play-Doh. Most of us played with Play-Doh when we were kids, or maybe we still play with Play-Doh, but it looks like gray Play-Doh. And I said, I watched energetic bone putty fill in the divot of your femur head. Next, I watched the putty get smoothed out and reshaped into a smooth ball. This eliminated the tissue irritation. So imagine the head of her femur bone has this chip out of it, and the edges of where that chip is are are rough. They're kind of jaggedy. So it's irritating those ligaments in her hip joint because it's jaggedy. So I watched this energetic bone putty get put inside and watch that get smooth. So now that ball part of her hip socket is, is moving smoothly against those ligaments. All right. I went on to say, with regard to your knee, I believe it just needs a chiropractic adjustment. I believe it's out of alignment due to favoring your sore hip. Sometimes when we're favoring a hip or a knee, some of our other body parts can get out of alignment just because they get out of whack when we're walking weird or running weird. I believe that's what's happening here with Stacy. 
I went on to say, in the short run, I believe it's in your best interest to walk instead of run. Pay attention to how you feel. Engage the distance and pace of walking according to your pain level. Hope this information helps and hope you're pain-free soon. Thanks for your question. All right. I think we have time maybe for one more. And let's see here. Okay. Let's do this one. This is from Amanda, and Amanda lives in Garland, Texas. And Amanda asked, Hi, Julie. All my life I've struggled with my weight. I recently found out my insurance at the new company where I'm working will cover weight loss surgery. I really want the surgery, but I'm afraid of a negative outcome or even worse, death. When I was a child, I had a negative reaction to anesthesia. I was given too much, and it swelled my brain and dilated my eyes. One eye's pupil was a black saucer and the other pupil was a tiny pinpoint. The anesthesia also gave me horrible nightmares when I was under. I even had a dream that I died while in surgery. Please let me know if it's safe for me to, quote, go under again. Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Amanda. You're wise in questioning whether or not this elective surgery is something worth doing. Since I'm not a physician, and especially not an anesthesiologist, I'm unable to tell you whether or not it's safe for you to, quote, go under. What I can do is help you access what I call divine guidance about having the weight loss surgery. In order to get some information for you, I connected with you and did a quick medical scan. What I saw in my mind's eye in parentheses, was a lot of inflammation throughout your entire body coupled with a very large tear in your energy field membrane. That's what I was talking about earlier. That's the third phase of a healing that I'll do when I'm working with somebody in a private session. And that cements in the healing. The healing that I do energetically, the healing that is done by our medical uh, industry, medical doctors, hospitals, whatever. Okay, the tear is vertical and stretches from your throat to your groin. It was caused by a traumatic event either in this life or a past lifetime, an occurrence you may or may not remember. Tears and holes in the membrane of a person's energy field always precede any kind of medical or emotional issue in the body. The rupture causes an energy leak and keeps the body from operating at an optimal level. It's similar to a slow leak in an automobile tire. Eventually, the leak will make the tire deflate and cause problems when driving the car. Most importantly, when I ask whether or not the weight loss surgery was in your best interest, I got a no. Having said that, there are a multitude of reasons for this answer. Perhaps complications unrelated to anesthesia would occur. Perhaps you'd gain back all the weight you may lose. The possibilities are endless. For more detailed information and possibly to help you heal, please schedule an individual session. We'll have an hour to chat, and I'll be delighted to help figure out what's causing your inflammation and what caused the energy leak tear in your energy field membrane. So that is with Amanda from Garland, Texas. Again, I can't stress this energy field membrane tear enough because that always is there first, before any kind of disease or illness sets in. And I relate it to what Eastern medicine talks about when acupuncturists and acupressurists will say, we want to get the chi to flow. We want to get energy to flow in your body because when there's a block, it causes problems. Well, 
chi is the same thing as energy. It's just what they call it in, in the Eastern medicine. And so as that energy starts to flow, it, it helps keep the body healthy because the body's operating on full power. Whenever you have any kind of energy, whether it be electrical energy, water energy, whatever, you know, storm energy, if you try and contain it or block it, you're going to have problems. And that's what causes this energy field membrane tear that I've been talking about this evening. And in order for the body to heal itself, it needs optimal power to work. So by fixing that tear, we, um, we allow the body to heal itself. The other thing about these energy field membrane tears is that the traumatic events, as I mentioned, can be either simplistic or really dramatic, you know, like you were attacked or something, but it doesn't really matter what it is. What I find is once we illuminate it, once we shine light on it and bring it out into the open, that tear starts to repair on itself. That's how I know we're on the right thing. It's, it's similar to walking into a dark room. Once you turn the light on, it's not dark anymore. And as long as the light's on, the darkness stays away. So I equate that same thing with this energy field membrane, membrane repair. Easy for me to say. With that, we are out of time, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and uh, thanks to those of you who called in. We had one caller, Linda, that called in, and she got off, so I guess she couldn't wait for us. But, Linda, please call back, and uh, the rest of you that are listening, please call in. I love it when you call in. It makes it really fun to talk with you. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and a terrific week next week, and look forward to next week. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.